Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we equip women of all walks of life to be extraordinary leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We are the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. Each week, we're going to have conversations about what we're overcoming, what we are learning, and what our guests are learning so that you can find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. What you've overcome makes you a leader, no matter what your title is. So grab your coffee and let's talk about it. Welcome back to the show. We are giggling because (laughs) we, we both are sitting in the podcast studio today and it's almost as though, I don't know, I woke up crooked. You look crooked. I look crooked. That that hasn't happened for a really long time. It's mus like it's muscle stuff and my back right. is weird and I slept wrong the other night and my neck is still it's still upset about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, this must be what 40 feels like. Right. That's what we're giggling about. <laughs> is like, oh my gosh, because Rachel even said I look uncomfortable in my chair. I don't mean to be. It's fine. Whatever. It's gonna be a great episode. I can feel it in yeah. my bones. <laughs> in my cricket bones. In your cricket bones. <laughs> Okay, so um, we are talking today about the topic of being multi-passionate. And this is something that, Rachel, you have written about like several times in our blogging history. It is going to be um, something that is talked about in our upcoming leadership program for women that Mm -hmm. launches in 2022. And I just find it so fascinating because we've named this episode multi-passionate, why having many passions in life can make you a better team player. And the idea for that angle of it mm-hmm. came from a 1 million cups a couple of weeks, like a couple months ago, I think. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I, don't you, know, I wasn't even there for that one. I'm like, this is a great question. And I don't remember anybody asking it. Yeah. I'm and like, if you don't know what 1 million cups is, it's like this organization that is around the nation. Mm-hmm. And it's centered around the idea of can you change a community over a cup of coffee and like over one million cups of coffee. And it really is like a weekly gathering where entrepreneurs can come in and share what they do and get feedback from the audience. Mm -hmm. We love we've presented several times. We have. And we we like to go in the meeting. We do. I'm now on the organizer team. And so it's just it's one of my most favorite things to be a part of. Mm -hmm. We always come away from that with ideas. Always. Oh, my gosh. Or at the very least, inspiration that we're not the only ones with the (laughs) challenges that we have. It's encouraging. And I I think it's amazing because it's very rare to have somebody presenting that's in our exact yeah, like niche or anything like that. But it doesn't matter. Somebody in the coaching industry. I don't think I've been there. Not when we've been. No. Yeah. Um, but I love the inspiration that happens because it seems like no matter what industry it is, it's so um fun to be together mm-hmm. as a group. And I always learn stuff. Like I always have like notes on I my phone too. or like something like that where I'm like, oh, I want to remember this. Or like, oh wait, that was a great idea. We could actually implement that to um I just hit my microphone with my That's chin. Okay. We're on <laughs> it's it. a morning, you guys. We so sorry to if that was like near here. No, it's one of my favorite things to go to. And it's fascinating to me because so many of the entrepreneurs that are sharing things mm-hmm. are multi-passionate. Like, oh, yeah. Many of them lately, this is not like their full-time thing. They're right. doing a side gig and they're, they have a day job and all the, these mm-hmm. things. And so 
this idea of being multi-passionate, I think it's something that runs it deep in our veins when we're entrepreneurial spirits. I think so. I think it's I really too. rare to find yeah. uh, one passion entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I think it happens maybe more in like traditional careers. Maybe, maybe you can have that where it's like, this is what I put my hands to. This is what I work yeah. on. And it's the same, like one thing. Um, and then maybe you have hobbies outside of that. But I right. think for entrepreneurs, it really is like, how many income streams can I come up with? Right. How many products can I dream up? How many solutions can I fix or problems can I give solutions to? And I think that's what makes you yeah. multi-passionate as an entrepreneur. So this question that an audience member asked during um, one of the presentations was uh, like gold. It's. I think it's one of the best questions I've heard from an audience member that applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, usually it's very individual to who's presenting that day, but this one applies to everybody. So quick backstory. The presenter that day was a baker and he got the idea from watching a Netflix documentary of how sourdough bread is okay, made. Right. And they only make sourdough bread. So if you're in the Bismarck Mountain area, I believe it was Jake's Bake. Jake's Bake, Jake's Jake. Bakes. I can't remember. Okay. I don't have it all written down. But um, he's telling the story of how, you know, they were watching a Netflix documentary and this is where they got the idea. And he has a day job. Mm -hmm. And the question from the audience member was, how can managers support employees with side gigs? It's an amazing question. I'm not sure if I've ever even heard something similar. I haven't. Um. And it probably is because it's an entrepreneur maybe asking that question that they also have a full-time job and, yeah. you know, ideas on how to be supportive. Because I think, honestly, at least in the beginning, if you're starting something, mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs have day jobs. Yeah. That, like, pay the bills because yep. you don't make any money, usually, right away. Entrepreneur right. is not usually overnight success. No. Um, so <laughs> it's <laughs> somebody's got to pay the bills. And so it's, yeah. it is this multi-passionate thing that kind of vacillates back and forth between mm -hmm. the career that pays you money to the career that you love. And sometimes they're all together, but yeah, not very often. And I love it from the, the angle of what, what's a manager, what can a manager do? Yeah. Like it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a great so question. <laughs> and when you think about women in leadership or women as managers, um, I think the idea of comparison and, um, competition mm -hmm. comes into play a lot with women yep. not maybe we don't mean it to but it just seems to mm -hmm. right yep and i think this this question is so good because it it makes you stop and think oh their side gig doesn't have to be a competition right like how can i help foster that passion inside of them right exactly and how can it how can it actually make them a better team player well, I think one of the things that that we probably don't think about very often, but when you are threatened by an employee's side gig, and threatened could even be you don't want them to lose momentum at their job. Maybe right. you don't want, maybe you're concerned that them having a side gig is going to take away from their productivity at work. Mm -hmm. Like there can be probably some valid things that they might be concerned about. But if they're like that and they just can't support an employee's side gig for who knows what reason, you do risk losing that team member mm -hmm. because for a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, they're not probably as passionate about their jobs as they are about the thing that they're building. 
Um, they can be. But I think be. I think if you want an employee to stay on that's also building something on the mm-hmm. side, you've really got to watch that because that person will quit. Yeah. <laughs> they will quit. It will be that thing. I've seen it happen over and over mm-hmm. again, even with our own clients that finally take that final leap of leaving their nine to five to go and start a business. And it's often stuff like this where yeah. an employee, an employer or a manager, um, you know, is is not being supportive of the other things that they're doing on the side. And then it's like that final shove yeah. out the door. Um, and at the like at the very worst, too, you're killing people's dreams. Mm-hmm. You are suffocating people. Um, and sometimes and Mandy and I've gone through this. When yeah. somebody speaks life or speaks death over your side gig, over something else that you're building, it can take a really long time. If ever to come back like from that, if ever some people don't. quit and never do it again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that really comes down to our words mm-hmm. as managers, as leaders, making sure if make sure that you know your team. Like, yeah. If they do have a side gig. Make sure you know what it is. There's probably zero reason that you need to feel threatened or at mm-hmm. risk of losing this employee. Um, they don't have to be competition. Mm-hmm. And really, a lot of times, if you think about it that way, it does help the entire team become better team members and be more of a team player, mm-hmm. not just that one individual person. Yeah. So we took some time to write down three ways that being multi-passionate can make you a better team player. And whether you are a leader who has somebody on your team with with a side gig or who has several different passions and you feel like, how do I rein them in? Um, maybe you don't need to. Maybe you need to just encourage them. I don't know. But um, Or you are that person where you're like, I have so many different passions and I wish my leader would like encourage me more. Mm-hmm. Jot these down because these are ways that that being multi-passionate can help you be a better team player. And when everybody on the team knows this, that mm-hmm. that also helps, right? Yes. Like one person can't hoard all the knowledge. Right. <laughs> um, you have to be willing to share it. So share this episode with people. If you're like, yeah, this is what I want. This is what we could become. Right. Okay? This is the kind of team I want to build or whatever. Yeah. So the very first thing is that being multi-passionate and supporting your employees that are helps build community. And spoiler, all these have C's. Like it's the three C's of being multi-passionate. I didn't do that on purpose. Oh, it does. It I really didn't is, even yeah. notice it. <laughs> um, but it helps build community. It helps you meet new people and build relationships that maybe you never would have built if it weren't for that creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of the things that um, listening to the the baker that was presenting that day, he said, you know, this isn't necessarily something that they wanted to turn into a full-time gig. He loves his job. Mm-hmm. But he said being able to provide this homemade bread to their small community, because they were actually from Lincoln, North Dakota. Right. Um, like they had a farmer's market during the pandemic that they put together mm-hmm. where it was it was a way for them to still have that community and connection yep. when the world was lacking that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think building community is so important. And that can even be, I mean, let's say you are a leader and there are people on your team who are selling makeup or selling oils or something yep. like that. Instead of sitting here being like, oh, here comes a crazy oil lady again. <laughs> like figure out, okay, how could we use that in a client gift? Mm-hmm. How could we, you know, Christmas is coming up as right. we are recording this. 
And like, how could we utilize a little bit of everything from all the people who maybe have side gigs on our team Mm -hmm. to make a really unique gift basket? Yeah. Like, stop sitting here thinking, oh, here she is again. She wants me to buy her stuff. Start thinking about how you can build community around Mm -hmm. that. Because a lot of times people are so willing to give in that way. Right. To give back to their community. Yep. But if you're the type of leader who doesn't have eyes to see that. Right. You squash it. You're squashing it. <laughs> You're squashing her poor dreams. Stop it. Yes. Um. So the second thing about being multi-passionate and supporting your employees that are is it helps build your confidence. Mm, absolutely. Um. It builds confidence in yourself. It really builds confidence because you're learning a new skill. You can have fun. You're creating another income stream Um. without it having to be what pays your bills. Mm-hmm. Like, um. And I think there's a lot of people who are doing traditional nine to five and a side gig because for a variety of reasons, whether it's they want an extra income stream or they just like that's their creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I keep my little shop on Etsy mostly as a hobby. Mm -hmm. It is not really an income stream because I don't do it often enough, but it like feeds my soul. Right. To create and be around mm-hmm. uh, essential oils and all of that. Again, it reminds me of my training 20 years ago when I went to Aveda. Um, and I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's been seasons where I don't pick it back up again. But I know um, I know that when I'm creative and, you know, building my confidence outside of this job here, mm-hmm. I bring better ideas here, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, you know, unless... Other than like the times that I can't be doing it, but it seems like when it's hard at work, mm-hmm. it's nice to have this other creative outlet that mm-hmm. doesn't have to pay the bills. You can just do it for fun. And I think it builds confidence too for the employees um, because if they have a manager who is supporting that dream mm-hmm. or asking them, ask them. That is so big. You guys, like <laughs> some of this is it. so simple. Like maybe you don't even have to buy anything, but if you would yeah. just ask a question, hey, how's that going? How are you doing? Are you working on anything new? That's it, guys. That's what builds the community too, is mm-hmm. asking questions and being um, being a part of it instead yeah. of being like, oh, this could be a problem at work. It's a distraction. Right. Not. Is it really, or is it, are you just jealous or snooty about it? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, that could be what it is. It could be for sure. And you're maybe having a little I, bit of I fear will that say, you're gonna lose people. I don't people. know that I have ever had somebody be that way. Like, I'm trying to think back. I've never had a manager or a leader be that way. Mm-mm, me neither. Um, I have heard of people who have experienced right. that of a manager being that way, and I think the fact that somebody asked that question, like, how do you? support your employees with a side gig shows that there are people wondering right right like how do you do that yes so exactly i love that okay so it helps build community it helps build your confidence and it also which rachel started to touch on a little bit um being multi-passionate and supporting your employees that are brings more creativity to the entire team oh yeah like not it'll bring creativity personally Mm -hmm. but it also brings it to the entire team. Um, And I think that seeing the different kind of passions that your team members have outside of work can spur creative thinking. Yeah. Which is a skill that not everybody has. And we really should Mm -hmm. be um, fostering. Yeah. (laughs) Fostering critical thinking. Critical thinking is what solves problems. And I remember we were teaching um, one of our 
one of our companies that we did leadership training for. Um, and creativity is one of the things that a lot of employees actually look for mm-hmm. because they know it's a, it, it leads to good problem solving. They yeah. know that, you know, you can um, think outside the box. And I think when that's the kind of community that you're building on your job, at your job or with your team, mm-hmm. that changes everything. Mm-hmm. When you can be creative and um, be a part of that at both your job and mm-hmm. on, on your side hustle, whatever that is. Well, I think it doesn't even have to be a side hustle that you're making money with. But in these examples, we are saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but releasing your own creativity through your side gig can also help you focus better at work. Yep. because. It's not all about the stress of that one thing. Mm-hmm. You've had an outlet for for all of the stress or all of the, you know, the challenges yep. that you might be experiencing. And now you're able to think more clearly and focus mm-hmm. and give give your day job the focus that it deserves. Because right. it definitely does, right? Yep. Like, we're, by no means are we like, well, then just quit your job if they're not supporting you and right. your passion. <laughs> no, learn some skills. Like, right. maybe... It's possible that, you know, it might be time for a change, but more often than not, learn some skills and see if you guys can come to common ground of like, how can everybody support everybody? Mm-hmm. And if you're the one listening to this and you're like, well, this, I I could see us doing this, I, but I don't think my leader ever would. Well, be the voice, like yeah. suggest it and say, mm-hmm. hey, what if we put together a gift basket of everybody? Like I know so-and-so on the team does this and mm-hmm. I know they have this home business or whatever. You be the catalyst right. for change. Right. Right. So um, before we end today, because this is a little bit shorter than normal. Short right and now. sweet. <laughs> Short and sweet. Um, you wrote this idea or this thought in an upcoming leadership book for one of our courses mm-hmm. about being multi-passionate and how you always thought there was something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> because you were. Cause, so Because I couldn't focus on just one thing. Like, I, you know, what do you want to be with you when you grow up? I have no idea. Like, I'm thinking this is this is probably it, but it changes all the time. And that could be from a hobby to, you know, actually making a career change. I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I have an idea of what I want to do right now that I love, but that's changed many times mm-hmm. in the last 20 years since I've been working or 20 years. Gosh, is that I know. Sound like... Well, and I think, a long time. <laughs> I think, too, I mean, it does take time. I mean, we've been doing this for almost 10 years. I know. Like, the coaching and writing right. and, and podcasting and all that. And I think it takes time to, like, find the thing that you do love and can become your your full-time mm-hmm. thing. And still, how can you, you know, feed those other passions inside of you, like your sugar scrubs. Right. And, um, like all these different things. Like, how do you do that? Right. right. Like, if I had to just be a coach and never write, I wouldn't be okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. I like that there are multi facets and multi passions yes. within our own business yep. of, oh, this is a season to write a lot of books. Like right. we have written a lot of books this year. Yes. Um, I'm thinking 2022 is not going to be nearly as no, busy writing the books. That'll be the time to market everything. <laughs> Um, but it's good to to do all that. And so for anybody who's like, oh my gosh, I've totally been there, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I feel like that too. Like I just want to give them some encouragement because being multi-passionate is a strength. It is. It is not a weakness. It is not a it weakness. It doesn't mean you don't have focus or you're not gonna be able to like bring your dreams into the world. Um 
and it it also means it's okay that you didn't take a traditional path. Yeah. Like if you didn't go from Ooh, high school yeah. to college to some career that mm-hmm. you've been in forever, that's okay that that's not how you've done your life. Oh, thank there you. There are people who have. You, you're very right? welcome. I am very there much that person. There are people who have. There are people who've known from the time they were little what they wanted uh-huh. to be. And they have stuck on that path. They went to school. They are in their career yep. and they love it. And then there are people like me who went to, I've gone to two trade schools, if not more. I think in that blog post or somewhere at some point, I talked about how many times I've changed yeah. careers or schools. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I remember at one point, I think it was possibly one of my parents said, just let me know when you've picked a career and you're going to stay with it. Because like I was I was changing all the time. I changed my major. Um, I don't remember how many times I just was like, oh, this sounds fun. But so you have do finished this. like you oh, have yeah. your counseling degree. I you do have your certificate in coaching. I do. Like, you I'm have... still a licensed esthetician. I yes. haven't used it for like 10 years other than making my own product. But um, I did. I do complete. There's yeah. not many of them that I've dropped out of. I think there's only two. Yeah. That I've dropped out of, of probably 10 different ones that See? I've done for education and training and all the things. So yeah, no, it's not a weakness. It is not a weakness. So if you have been listening to this and you're and and before today you've been shaming yourself for having so many different passions and being that multi-passionate person, we want to tell you this is your moment to stop that. Mm-hmm. Just stop. You don't have to shame yourself Look anymore. That's how you are created. <laughs> yes. Like I think the the thing within that to use some wisdom with is knowing is the is the time right now. Mm-hmm. Like, is this the time for me to focus on that passion in a way where I'm maybe shifting careers mm-hmm. or is it just a hobby? Is yep. it just for me? Um, that's where you need some wisdom yes. in that. Yep. Like, Because I know even for you, like until you decided, hey, my sugar scrub is more of a passion that I do more like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like you always kind of had one foot in and one foot out yeah, that was actually, of everything. That was actually really hard. To yeah. Do. Was like. Because when we started here, um, it, it was kind of easy to do both at the same time. Right. But as we've gotten more clear on what it is that we do, the hours that I work here, um, it doesn't happen as easily. Also, it you know completely tears my kitchen apart for like days. Yeah. And there's no other kitchen in, in my home. And people like to get into the kitchen and nobody likes it. Mom takes over the entire table for days on end. As I'm trying to do this, it literally happens maybe a few times a year. And I think mm-hmm. that's being generous on how often yeah. I'm like, I'll just buy like 20 sugar scrub bottles at a time, mm-hmm. make them all up, send them out to all my friends who love them. And then I'm good. Mm-hmm. So ne- we'll see. Next year, I'm kind of thinking maybe once a quarter, but we'll kind of see what well, your friends that like. love you would love. That, but they would love that. Yes, I know. We also understand. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that this encourages our listeners. Um, and more than anything, if you are this multi-passionate person, own it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be ashamed of it. Pass it on by supporting your fellow team members that are also pa- multi-passionate. And if you are a leader who is not multi-passionate, but you have multi-passionate people on your team, encourage them. Mm-hmm. Ask them about what they're doing. Figure out ways that you can bring it into the team environment in a way that feeds everybody. Right creatively building community, building confidence so that you have a stronger team and everybody's a better team player. Mm -hmm. That would be my challenge for the leaders. Yes, absolutely. So I want to give you guys a couple of things to think about if you're ready to work with Mandy and I. The 2022 Life and Business Plan Virtual Retreat, is it's our fourth 
annual is happening December 10th and 11th. And we have a spot for you. Like we want mm-hmm. you to be a part of this. We really believe that a woman with a vision for her life is unstoppable. And I think there's a couple of days left of registration. Just a right? few. Like, yeah. I, if, if you're listening to this in real time on the day it comes out. Yeah, you have like three days. Quickly run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we're getting towards the end here. And you can find that at RaymaTeam.com, www.RaymaTeam.com. If you want to find it right you know, go directly there. It's the 2022 planning retreat, but you will see it yeah. right when you go onto the website. And then we want to invite you to hang out with us in the Overcomers Club private Facebook group. Um, you can search for Overcomers Club. There's probably a link that Mandy's yep. going to have in the show notes for both of these things. Uh, Facebook groups have like, I don't even know how many numbers this is, 15. So we're not going to give you that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, you're <laughs> not. The thing. I'm not going to li- list off all these numbers to find us. It'll be the easiest thing to just search it. And it's a place for all of the people, all of the women who listen to this pod squad, the She Who Overcomes pod squad, connect with us every single week. Amanda and I are on there at least a few times a week. Yes. More if people are asking questions. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. Rise up and lead well. And we will talk to you next week with the very last episode of 2021. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.rayma.com. T-E-A-M dot C-O-M. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.